there's there's times where society sets it up to says you got to win at all costs. No, I wouldn't say that. And no, I'm just saying. Yeah. But they don't they don't talk about the other side. Yeah. You're not going to win every time. Mhm. And that's where you say, okay, let's teach them sportsmanship. Oh yeah. You're not going to win every time, son. Mhm. You know, and me as your dad, you got you you know, I'm going to help you. You know, and sometimes without even telling him, you just let him win. Mhm. Oh you yeah, know? that happens. Um but you you always tell them both sides. You mm-hmm. know, you look at these dads living through their son's mm-hmm. career. <laughs> it's deplorable. That's bad. You know, prime example is the balls. Mm. You yep. know, it, it, it's just deplorable Case how you're point. setting them up. <sighs> and that's how you're living through them. That's a tough one, though. Why? Because what, Because his dream, mm-hmm. his plan worked his son was the number two pick in the nba draft and is in the nba mm-hmm. you know how hard it is to be in the nba if he didn't push his son the way that he did his son may not have made it okay so so let's look at the flip side that's success let's look at the flip side what happened to his brother they're still young they're not even well his brother got caught up in wherever he was overseas in china, china and so how do you equate where does well, I, dad sit on the fence with that? Well, I, I will say, I mean, as a as a parent, there's only so much you can do. You can tell your kids to do all the right things. If they make a mistake, they make a mistake. Mm-hmm. You can have four kids in one household. One kid be a rocket scientist. Mm-hmm. Another kid be uh, a street pharmacist. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they came up in, under the same roof. So you, you never know how your kids are going to take what you what you give them. Um, but but if, you, you, if you push them to be the best, if one of them becomes the best, like that's a success. But could you be the best and sacrifice one of your kids? Mm. Could you sacrifice and he say, well, I'm going to get his attention because all the attention is on him now. Mm -hmm. You know, and say, hmm, yep, I've always been in the shadow. I I think what it comes down to. Not to say that's what he did because it was dumb because then you have to say, Wait a minute now. Where was the character? Where was the upbringing where you think you're writing on a name that you could get away with this? Mm-hmm. And you're right. You can have four kids in one. Mm-hmm. Is is a I don't know where this kid came from. <laughs> you know, but you have to always sometimes look at it and say is this child acting out because he's being ignored? Is this child acting out because he's feeling something mm-hmm. isn't right? Mm-hmm. You know? So you're right. It, it's, it's two different things, but if you, if you dig deeper, mm-hmm. could that be a possibility? For I'm going to sure. win dad's attention. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to win the love of my mom. I'm going to win the love of my spouse. I got to do these things, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I say it all stems from the family unit. Mm. You know, it's the same thing as 
Cain and Abel. Where did that murder come from? Never experiencing it. Mm -hmm. But, oh, you like him better than me? Come on. But, yeah, so at, so at the end of the day, they're both raised by Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and one, what was he gave an, an acceptable mm -hmm. offering to the Lord. The other one was mm -hmm. stingy, right? Gave the best of what he could. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And, uh, well, it wasn't, wasn't as good as Abel. Right. Um, and he didn't know how to handle it. So, at, so in that scenario, it wasn't that the parents did a bad job. To, in, in my, I mean, they, they, but they, but they could have done a bad job because again, Adam and Eve didn't have parents, right? Again, if, if <laughs> again, if you look, <laughs> they at they didn't it, have no parents. So they was they was new at that. that. You could look at it as I always look at it as what drives a person. What's mm -hmm. that drive? Mm -hmm. What's that drive to go to murder? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what's that drive in that person? Where did they lack? something that they needed because mm -hmm. we don't know but it's just an example of you know two different you know two boys mm -hmm. raised by the same parents and one commits a murder mm -hmm. you know but who's to say that Abel you know I, I yeah. think what I think what it is is he didn't know how to deal with that emotion mm -hmm. of not being the best or not being accepted or being getting that reward mm -hmm. and so when he that that wave of jealousy and anger hit him mm -hmm. he reacted because he was high off his, his emotions mm -hmm. and hence we have the shooting in texas which one was that the, the church that was a domestic violence Okay, I that heard a little bit about that. That man. was centered around domestic violence. All right, so, so my, break break that down. Break it down. I can't control, like you just said, my anger, my emotions. I've been stepped on. I've been robbed. I'm going to take her out. Okay, so tell me, refresh my memory. I vaguely so, heard about it, but I, you know, so there's have, so much. We in have the a guy side. who is scorned, mm -hmm. um, can't deal with it, and says, "I'm going to kill her." She was cheating. No. He, she just left. Hey, you treat me wrong. I got mm. to go. Okay. Extreme jealousy. Mm -hmm. When you get to a domestic violence situation where the victim is killed, that's extreme jealousy. Or a child is killed, extreme jealousy. I'm mm -hmm. going to, I'm going to get somebody that's close. Or I'm going to shoot myself, and you're going to wear it. Meaning, you have to live with that now. Mm -hmm. Okay? And you've seen it all through life. Guys have a hard time with breakups. Mm -hmm. You know, you can tell them to the blue in the face. There's many fish in the sea. Uh-uh. There's only that one fish. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to control her. And if she dares leaves me, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. So you, you best not leave me. So he went to the church. Wasn't it a mass shooting, though? Yeah, he went to the church and just... She was supposed to be there. He had reasons to believe that she would be there. Mm. That was the intended target. Wow, so she didn't even... She wasn't there. Oh. That's extremes. 
extremes is if we we can flip the coin a minute and go to you remember the astronaut that drove from Texas oh. all the way to Florida. I don't know that story. With the with, with the diaper, because huh? he fell in love with another woman. Jealousy, extreme jealousy. Wait, what's, where is the diaper? She was wearing a diaper because she wasn't stopping. She was getting to Florida as quick as possible without stopping. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, well, Again, it hits the media. <laughs> oh it's talked God. about a little bit, and then it's brushed in. You know? There's, there's just things that we as society have to open our eyes and say, wow. But if we ignore our childhood, we are destined to, re we have refined our defense mechanism, yeah. which is going to carry us through life. Mm. Again, we don't wake up this way. Mm -hmm. We don't wake up a drug addict. We don't wake up as an abuser. It is cultivated. Okay? A lot of it is, I tell guys, killing that little boy inside of you. Mm. You don't have to defend every time. You know? So as I work with guys and I hear their stories and I can peg... And I'll go to him and I say, what was your dad like? What was your mom like? What was your home life like? You know? Because if you look at the home against the Trinity, this might blow you away or might not. Okay. Your father is responsible for your identity, provision, and protection. The same attributes as God. Okay? Mm. So if your dad is harsh, meaning cruel, you're going to grow up to believe God is harsh, meaning cruel. Mm -hmm. Okay? And you're going to look at the world as, yeah, God must be cruel because 9-11 happened or the floods happened or the fires happened. And, yep, pff, don't want any part of God. Mm -hmm. If you look at Jesus, he was, your, he, he was a communicator and a companion. Most of your siblings will communicate to one another or they'll have friends mm -hmm. rarely do they talk to mom and dad you know they do but you know they go to their best bud or their best girlfriend mm -hmm. and talk the Holy Spirit is your mom because your mom nurtures comforts and teaches you mm. you know as a kid I was always going to my mom for homework you know she was always teaching me she was always comfort. As a as a boy, I couldn't go to dad and say, I got a boo-boo, and he's going to pick me and hold me. And, you know, he's going to say, get up and get going. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you look at the Trinity against the household, how one is supposed to act is totally different than what the Trinity was mm -hmm. and set up to be, mm -hmm. you know. So again... We're taking childhood, and I keep saying it because there's a lot of studying behind it. Mm -hmm. You can't ignore your childhood. Yeah. You know, if you have an incident and you can look back into your childhood, you can basically, if you want, like you said earlier, if you want to, if you want to go deep and change, you got to face it. Mm -hmm. 
you know, a lot of your 12-step programs have a grip on that as, you know, your inventory. You have to go back because this is what's driving, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what if, um, what, so when, when, I, when I think about domestic violence and why people do what they do, mm-hmm. it seems like, and I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it, it seems like these guys are just stressed out. Mm-mm. They're not stressed out? Mm-mm. It's a way of life for them. This is who they are. I got to protect me at all costs. You know, um, um, Maslow said it best, you know, self first. It's all about me. It was just the ego. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see it in as society builds men up, it's all about a competition. Mm. You know, I'm better than you. You know, I got a better woman than you. It's all about competition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, the word humble and humility is never in society's dictionary because society looks at those two words as weak. Mm-hmm. Man is raised to be strong. Be strong and in control. So if I'm to be in control, I'm in control of my whole environment. And if you happen to be my wife, partner, or significant other, I'm in control of you. Because you have to listen to me. Because I'm here to protect, provide, and give you my identity. You know? Mm-hmm. So you have to listen to me. Mm. You know? Um, and that's how those with an abusive tendency, that's how they think. Mm-hmm. So to tell them they have to be humble, that's not a word in their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but then we, we flip the script and say, well, Jesus was very humble. He didn't go out of his way, and he could at any time to prove a point. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, and I'm just paraphrasing, like, well, if that's the way you want to think, that's the way you want to act, I'm just going to move on. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, he didn't have nothing to prove. And I tell guys, you have nothing to prove. You know? But, again, and I keep going back to it, society says you do. Mm. You know? You look at these guys um, recently in the news, you know, with these sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. It's all saying, I'm better than you. You got to listen to me. All these things. And I get what I want. Man, yeah, I think that's what, that's the thing. I get what I want. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, because you, you think at of these costs. rich, powerful guys. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to do that? Mm-hmm. I, but I, I think it's not. It's I think it's like a combination of I get what I want, but also I don't. It's hard to. I was just thinking about. I was thinking about that the other day. I like get what why? I want. Why do these rich and powerful men do that? Like you, you can get what have, you want. They have. They have defects. Okay. You know. They have defects somewhere 
that they're trying to mask and trying to cover up. Because mm. if you look at the, I think it was 12 of them that went down, mm-hmm. powerful guys. Yeah. You're, you're walking around saying, man, they got their lives to What? They got their lives together. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. What? Again, it's seated somewhere in their childhood gave them the permission to act a certain way mm-hmm. and it just went unnoticed so as it goes unnoticed what are they doing perfecting their defects covering mm-hmm. their defects mm-hmm. you know acting a certain way you know because I look at it this way anytime you're paying somebody twenty five million dollars to keep their mouth shut you know something's wrong mm-hmm. you know again Look how it has whoosh, hit the media for because I was charting it about six weeks. Mm-hmm. Now it's done. You mm-hmm. hear nothing about. You might hear later down the road a court appearance if it gets to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's gone. Who was the guy in the elevator with the with the woman? Um, Ray Rice. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. Well, he's not in the NFL anymore. Well, consequences, but. Mm-hmm. Again, it was let's splash it in the news. Mm-hmm. Let the NFL take a quasi stand, you know, and let's get rolling. Mm-hmm. Let's keep moving. Business is normal. Sorry you got caught. Sorry about your luck. Sorry we got to make an example of you. Let's keep moving. The world still says men are the tough, the rulers. Mm. You know, so in domestic violence, that's the stance the man takes. I am the ruler. I am the king of the castle. I'm the man of this house. All of those things we tell <coughs> you that society says they believe. Mm. You know, but God says we're to walk in covenant with him and our spouses. Mm-hmm. As equal. What about the? I mean, we're in America where people don't believe in marriage anyway. Well, you know. So now, so now, what do we do? You know, it's can't can't speak to that part of it. It's 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 saying, uh, be in the world and not of the world. Right. There's things that we know. You know. I'll go political. Uh-oh. People are freaking out about Donald Trump. Right. You know, I know, he's a narcissist. Oh, but we won't give him that title. He's just out there. But people forget that God uses, I'll just say it, bad people to his glory. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and everybody's spazzing out and all of this kind of stuff. But if you if you were a Christian, you would say, okay. He used kings back in the New Testament, Old Testament, to his glory. Mm-hmm. That were running amok, you know. People now are saying, "What have we done?" Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, it's too late. Oh, it's the end of the world. Oh my God, I got people at work thinking there's going to be a nuclear war. I always say, if there is. Are you safe? <laughs> but, but that's where people are thinking. Mm-hmm. So say like 
it never happened. But if we were a biblical society or we were in a Bible, we would see there was a lot of kings that were crooked. Mm -hmm. But God used it to his glory. You know? What what part? I mean, I don't know if... when I, I just read, I've been reading the Old Testament. I just read First and Second Kings. It was literally maybe three kings Yipper. that were good. Yipper. I didn't see anything glorious coming out of, uh, you know, all them other kings from Jeroboam all the way well, on down. Ass. You know what I mean? Now, the kings that did do the, you know, Jehu, Hezekiah, not, not Josiah, at, but they looking, did some great things. But what was the backstory? What was the backstory of those crooked kings? Things were still moving. God was still there. God was still but, on the but throne. But that, but that was the you no know, God. God was always going to be on the throne, whether they were crooked or. But he's you know, still upright. moving. Yeah, for he's sure. He's still moving for sure. You know, and you're right. Yeah. There's three kings. There's a lot of kings. You read the you read forty the something, and it's like his name never made it. Yeah. But his, um, like a better term, mission kept mm -hmm. moving. Because if it stopped at those kings, we would where would we be? Yeah. But it kept it kept moving through, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I I will say though I mean it's it, when you take that example, mm -hmm. I don't I don't want no parts of that. Like I don't I don't want to I don't want to live through Jeroboam, son of the bat. Like I don't I don't want to no, live through that. But if that's who Trump is. Then we're gonna go down like the like the Israel like after all those kings ran through the people after they went from the judges okay, to the kings okay. they got sent into exile. Okay, hold on. That's hold on. that's not a good thing. Hold so on, if, if America on, is going on. to exile, hold on. Hold uh, on. I'm gonna need Hezekiah to come. If we if we, if we look at the Israelites, <laughs> right? And every action there's a reaction. Yeah. And God kept saying, "Hold on, let's go back even further." Mm-hmm. We need a king. God says you don't need a king. Mm -hmm. We need a king. You don't really want a king. I'm your king. Let's just leave it at that. Right. We need a king. Okay, if you want a king, I will give you a king. Mm -hmm. And so you look at the kingsmen that came. Okay. God still is on the throne and is still was still protecting the Israelites, even though it didn't look like that. Okay, that was his people. So he's still protecting. And yes, some things went down. Mm -hmm. But his whole, that was his people. And so, but he you would, have to look he would, at. He gave them over to Babylon, though. <laughs> because they didn't over, follow him. He No, they chose to go. No, they, they got conquered. Mm -hmm. they got so conquered. if they were listening to God, would they have gotten conquered? No, okay. they they listened to their leader. And they, and they, they, and they and always say he when he talks about the bad kings, he was like, and so and so followed in the ways of Jeroboam, son of the bat. He, they kept mm -hmm. the Asherah poles, they kept their sacred stones, they continued to worship other gods. So I mean, yeah, God worked because God is infinite. You know, he's right. he's, he's but omnipotent. Again, he is telling them, the Bible is telling us not to do certain things. Mm 
No, but if for you sure. choose to do certain things, there's going to be a consequence. Yeah, so if you put Donald Trump in office, there will be a consequence. Oh, there, oh, it's <laughs> so. I mean, guys gonna do what he does because he's you know, he's in charge. And that's but, that's what we tell the guys. Yeah. If you continue down this path, you know, you may have skirted jail, you may have skirted prison, but if you continue, you know, like just with the addicts, hey, I tell the guys, you weren't responsible for your addiction because you didn't know. You didn't know the driving force. We got you in the rehab. We got you cleaned up. We got the guys in the class. We got them cleaned up. Now you know. Mm -hmm. So you're responsible for your recovery. Okay? So in the addiction world, we say, if you choose to go back out there, three possible things will happen. Jail, institution, or death. Mm -hmm. And it does happen. Okay. Guys, if you don't want to give up your ways with this domestic violence of who you are and what you are, you're going to jail. You're going to face a divorce. You're going to be alone. Again, you weren't responsible because you didn't know, especially if you weren't hitting her. Mm -hmm. You didn't know. Mm -hmm. You just said, this is the way it's got to be and this is the way it's going to be and until God shines the light on your errors, now you know. Mm -hmm. Now you're responsible. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys don't want to take that responsibility because that means I got to change, like you said earlier. Oh man, I got to change, and change is hard. And what? You know? It's tough. So you, you look at, as you say to Israelites, hey, got to change your ways. Uh, change your ways. Come on. You can do this. I know. We were better back in Egypt. Some of the things that were just... I'm like, whoo. And sometimes we do that. Man, it was better being an alcoholic than the life I'm living now. It was better to be abusive than the life I'm living now. Mm-hmm. You know. But our God's a good guy and says... I gotta give him choice. I'm never gonna destroy the world like I did because it pained me. Mm -hmm. So I have to give him free will. And these guys, as we teach them, they have a free will. Mm -hmm. You know, and as Linda spoke to it, it is the percentage of success is very low. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's it's one of those things where we wish everybody would get it. But again, it comes to, like you said, and I agree, changing those neurons, changing that path, blazing new, new, new pathways, blazing a new way of living, abandoning your old ways of thinking, mm -hmm. accepting your past, going through that whole forgiveness. Hey, you know, you know, I tell them, your mom and dad did the best thing they knew how to, to provide mm -hmm. even though it may not have been the right way mm. because it's evidence because you're sitting right there in that seat okay so we have to offer up forgiveness we have to accept what happened to us even if it was screwed up and we have to let that go for going the things of the, of the past and embracing the future 
And that's my message to the guys. You gotta let it go. You know? Um, and, and trust that God loves you enough to have a plan for you. Yeah. I, I mean, I take that Bible to task. You said mm -hmm. you got a plan for me? Okay. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait. You know, and I tell, you know, guys say, oh, man, I'm, I'm 50 years old. Ain't nothing to happen. I always go back to Jesus' ministry. It was only three years. It doesn't matter how long, you know, it's what you do in that time. Mm -hmm. You know, and... I applaud you for bringing this up because it's it's getting rampant. It's 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 when I see it in seventh and eighth graders, you know that's where it's starting. I was telling Linda like um, some of the traits and some of the things that is called domestic violence is just stuff that we're taught coming up. Uh, if you if you grew up in a household with I grew up with my father, mm -hmm. but. If you're around people that don't grow up with their dad and they just learn from mm -hmm. their cousins, their uncles, their favorite rapper, mm -hmm. this is how you talk to a woman. This is how you break a woman. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're looking up to pimps and stuff and players and whatnot. Like, this is how you, you know, if she ain't paying me, she ain't, mm -hmm. you know, and that's and, and that's taught as cool and that's acceptable. And look, look, this is how you, mm -hmm. and you don't know how to hold your woman in check. Like, yep. this stuff is taught. Mm -hmm. heavily and and like celebrated almost to a certain extent mm -hmm. it is and the girls it, dance to the music and they make it seem like okay well we, they dance into it it it's <laughs> we gonna do it <laughs> you're right and that goes back to what i was saying is society has a big part in it for sure um your upbringing has a big part in it because like mm -hmm. you said if I grew up in a domestic violence house or I grew up around an uncle that was abusive or I seen this and all I saw was the benefits, you know, yeah, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. But they don't see the backstory, mm -hmm. you know. Um, they, again, society's controlling what you are exposed to and what you are not exposed to. So they always withhold the backstories, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but growing up, that's why when I work with guys, when I work with um, couples, what's your backstory? What was your childhood love? What was, you know, as simple as this, Traditions, okay? You might have grown up in a household, someone might have grown up in a household where Christmas <coughs> was the biggest thing since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. You know, we got the trees, we got the presents, tons of presents, tons of food. Might hook up with somebody who barely had a Christmas. Okay? So now you have two different ways of looking at a situation. Is anyone wrong? No. They are products of their environment. So there's going to be a clash. Mm -hmm. We don't need all this stuff. You know, first thing out of his mouth, I didn't have all this stuff when I was growing up. Well, you're not grown, you're grown now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
And as a couple, that's where you want to get to know one another and say, okay, honey, how can we make Christmas? You know, I understand and I thank you and I appreciate you for sharing what Christmas was like. It must have been tough. You know, that empathy, that compassion. Mm -hmm. How can we make this go where we both can enjoy it? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, versus this clanging, this clashing. Mm -hmm. He's getting mad because you brought too many gifts. You're getting mad because he's not buying any gift. You know, that clashing. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I implore any church that offers premarital counseling because they address these things. Okay, another thing, finances. You may grow up in a household where every penny counted. She may grow up in a household where money just flowed out of the faucet. Mm -hmm. You come together, you feel threatened because she's spending. And she feels threatened because you're not spending. And then the clash becomes. Mm -hmm. So the guys will take the assertive stand and say, you have to listen to me. And now I'm going to take control, power and control over the finances. Because what you're doing, unacceptable. Because again, there was never that talk. Mm -hmm. Hey, I grew up like this. When I was a kid, this is how we grew up. When I was a kid, we didn't go to the mall or we didn't go shop. We went to the hand-me-down. We went to Goodwill. Is there any level of communication that will stop a domestic abuser, abuser from abusing? Okay, explain that. What do you mean by... Because a lot of this sounds like miscommunication. Um, I think one way, you think another way. Mm -hmm. Because... And that's, that's, a, that's basic relationships. Like, everyone in relationships, the longer you're with somebody, the more conflicts you're going to have. Right, I disagree. Well, and I only more, say that. I will say I will say the more time you spend with someone, the more probability that you're going to have a conflict. Two people are not going to think on the same plane at all times. But you're if, bound to get in conflict. Right, there is going to be conflict. The difference is: is it healthy or is it abusive? No, I'm just, okay. I'm talking about the basic because no. what you're because what you're saying is, you know, with these guys who are doing this mm -hmm. or you know, certain things are coming up. Like, all right, you spend a lot of money, I don't spend money. Mm -hmm. That's something that can be talked about and and dealt with over time. And that's and that's something that but men, that person and wives have to yield. People don't want to yield because if I yield to you, you're going to take. I perceive. You're going to take advantage of me. So I'm going to hold on to it. You see? If I yield and compromise, which we're not taught to do as men, mm -hmm. then you're going to take advantage of me, and I can't have that. If that makes sense. So no. So what I'm saying is, but that's, is that's that man's perception right. of the situation. Right. Because if he, if he was with a woman... That could communicate in a way to circumvent his mm -hmm. whatever. What is he's he's a. But what's it cost him? He has to be vulnerable. You so scare he's, me. He's, he's insecure. Right. He's you insecure. scare me when you spend money like the way you do. Mm -hmm. I, I I I don't get it. 
But he doesn't see that bills are being paid. He doesn't see all of that. Mm-hmm. He's relying on his past to say, whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. we got to shut this down because I, like you said, insecure. My security doesn't feel right. Something mm-hmm. new. We got to shut it down. Mm-hmm. So just to jump back, yes, in relationships, there are healthy conflicts. Mm-hmm. There's going to be conflicts, granted. Part of the conflicts to keep it healthy is to know a few communication skills. Mm-hmm. It's yielding, as a man, yielding the floor and saying, I will lessen, I will not bow down, I will sit down and listen to my wife. Okay? The wife will say, I will sit down and listen to my man. So now we're coming on an equal plane. Mm-hmm. I will ask a tough question. Mm-hmm. What's the fear driving that behavior? Which one? No, I'm just saying. So if it's finances, what's the fear driving your your behavior? Oh, what's you would going, ask what's the fear driving? What's mm-hmm. what's what's going on inside you? And vice mm-hmm. versa, I would ask her, what's the fear? Because everything is about protection. I got to protect me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if I see you are spending money and I'm not even looking at the bills are being paid and all that kind of stuff, I'm just saying I'm watching and I don't feel secure. Mm -hmm. So so I got to step up to the plate and shut this thing, shut this thing down. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying... I, I, I want to express my fear I have. I have a fear that we don't have money. Because remember, is it based on fantasy or reality? Mm. Fantasy, you're just telling yourself, we don't have no money. Reality says, here's a checkbook. Here's a bank account. Oh. So again, it's like you said, it's that how we were raised and what we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in a marriage, you're going to have conflict. You know? um, but it's how you handle it from a man's perspective. That's what it comes down to. Do you, do you sit and say, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to expose my fear. And I'm going to allow her to speak. Instead of letting my fears drive my emotions. Because mm-hmm. it all boils down to, as you said earlier, insecurity. Yeah. And it is a power struggle. And I think, uh, like, a lot of things, like I was saying, like, you, we have to unlearn because of what society <laughs> puts on us. So, like, I'll be honest, like, my first two years of marriage, it was tough, like, for me to unlearn mm-hmm. trying to be the man. Mm-hmm. trying to be in control and be the dominant head of the household. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I just had to unlearn it. Yep. And so it was just like... But you had like, the willing heart to unlearn it. Yeah. Because you knew somewhere in there, if I submit, if I humble myself, if I do what the Bible says... As a man, mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. 
you know. And it, yeah, I, and I had to stop being like I'm super competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I used to be a lot more back then. Mm-hmm. Now I've just kind of like you just gotta let go of stuff. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not that serious. You know, I took pride took pride in winning. Mm-hmm. You know, and doing well at whatever I put my Again, mind. Again, who told you to do that? Man, I don't know. I've, I've always I played sports. I ran track, football, basketball. I've, it just but, it was sports though. But Again, what was society telling you? Win at all costs. Okay. So, let's look at it this way. What are the images? If you're a loser, what happens? You, you don't, don't get, you don't get the girl. Right? You don't get the money. Right? You don't get the trophy. You don't get the trophy. You don't you get forgot about. Right. Mhm. And if you're a winner, you get all those things. Mhm. So what's a kid saying? Then they came out with the thing that just flipped all these dads upside down. Well, everybody gets a trophy, mm-hmm. win or lose. Mm-hmm. Against people going against society saying, we can't let these guys and girls maintain this image that you have to win. Because where there's a winner, there's a loser. Somebody's got to lose. Mm-hmm. But do you really lose if you gave it your best? No. You just weren't on that day. You know? Okay. I Side bowl, note. I bowl competitively. Okay, okay. Okay. There's times I go in there and I just phew, slay them. Mm-hmm. And then there's times I go in there, and it's like, have you ever bowled before? Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> right? Yeah. I just wasn't on. And I have to accept that. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because what happens, the more you do bad, the worse you're going to get. Because your psyche is now kicking in. Mm-hmm. Your negative self-talk is kicking in. Mm-hmm. You're never going to recover from that. Or I teach um, in sports, you know, coaching the junior high. Man, all I'm asking is you gave it 100%. You know, and I really go after track because I'm I'm an individual sports guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not a team guy. I just don't. (laughs) I'm individual. That's Mm -hmm. my competitiveness. But the, the the individual dual sports, you're going against yourself. Pretty much, yeah. You know, you especially have the, track. Yeah, you have the target. Yeah. You have the finish line. It's you and the clock. Right. Mm-hmm. But we don't look at it that way. It's me and a guy next to me. Mm-hmm. And that's how we run our race. Mm-hmm. Or that's how we do our thing. Mm-hmm. Not like you said. It's not you and the clock. You know, everybody say like track. We use track. The winning is if you beat your personal time as the last time you ran. I feel you. You know? Mm-hmm. But society, like you said, sets you up to fail. Mm-hmm. Because not everybody can win. Not everybody's going to win. You know? And like you said, <clears throat> in a relationship, if you come. You have to unpack those suitcases and you have to retool yourself. 
-hmm. that's just a given or else you're not going anywhere yeah and you're going to take that dominant stance I'm the man of this house and you're going to listen to me and if you don't listen to me this is what's going to happen mm. you know and again like I said earlier it doesn't have to be physical you know that the person wrote sticks and stones will break my bones but names will never hurt me was a liar yeah names destroy people right you know that's like the worst advice you can tell a kid <laughs> it's like but we grew I'm 60 years old we grew uh, up with this oh sticks and stones ah man what you said <laughs> yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. you know yeah and so if you look at it as the from a woman's standpoint that's where they make that statement I would much rather him hit me mm-hmm. than use psychological you know and I mean I know we got kind of off topic but I, I, I think it, it all melts with the, with the thing of from a guy's perspective you've got to go back and you've got to accept some things yeah. and you have to relinquish and humble yourself um, and know that in your humbling your humility grows strength mm-hmm. because in your humility you're willing to learn you're willing to be um, guided and molded mm-hmm. you know but so there I want to interject real quick because mm-hmm. when you were saying what you were just saying and also what you were saying before about your childhood mm-hmm. uh, I've been reading this book um, it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself I mean this book is deep mm-hmm. um, it would be tough to, it would be a good book maybe to read in, in class for, for your guys but mm-hmm. I mean it, it goes into scientific stuff about like your brain waves and how your brain functions and how it develops mm-hmm. so it talks about like the what is it the the four stages it's like delta theta alpha beta so mm-hmm. um so theta is the second stage of the brain wave function so ages two through five is when the theta wave starts so that's when um when, when your brain is in theta imagination is high and you live in the abstract um mm-hmm. and and you will believe anything someone tells you. So what, like stuff that's happening to you when you're a kid, mm-hmm. age two through five, and it, and it just goes to your subconscious. So phrases like this, this is why I thought of it. Phrases like this have a huge impact. Ages two to five, it says, "Big boys don't cry." Mm-hmm. Girls should be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Um, your sister or your brother is smarter than you. Mm-hmm. Sticks and stones break my bones, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> words would never hurt me. So when you're a kid, you really, you you, you believe all that stuff, mm-hmm. and and if and, and it, it 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 gets deposited in your subconscious, in your in your cerebellum, and it's stored there. Mm-hmm. And once you become older, that's you're still operating. You're still based upon that. That's I think been the deposited. Book, it sounds like the book would go into if they went into it that deep. Mm-hmm. There's an age where development stops, and it becomes survival. Yeah. Okay. Tw- uh, so after the age of twelve, maybe. So if you're if you're stuck as a twelve year old, mm-hmm. and whatever is in that range, mm-hmm. that's all you know. That's it. And you, and, and you're stuck. It says after after the age of twelve, the door of the conscious mind closes, and the unconscious mind wait 
the door of the conscious mind and the unconscious mind closes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so yeah, after you have that that uh, stage of analytical or the critical mind developing ages mm -hmm. five through eight and then eight through twelve, that's when things shut off. Mm -hmm. Boom. So imagine a child in a trauma situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. I perceive danger, therefore I need to protect. Yeah. So now, as you said, the doors start to shut. Boom. And that's where we stop. And that's mm -hmm. that inner child that lives within grown men. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the line, um, their learning, their reasoning and all that, was sh it was stopped. Mm -hmm. And now we go into survival mode. Mm -hmm. And if this is how I'm going to survive, this is all I know. And you're right. Now we take a 30-year-old, a 25-year-old, a 40-year-old, a 60-year-old and say, dude, you got to change. And they look at you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is who I am, and I'm not going to change. You know, so therein lies the dilemma. Therein lies, man, we got to put that old, those old ways down. You know, again, you're not responsible for your addiction. You're not responsible. I mean, you're responsible, but you're not responsible because you didn't know. You didn't know the effects of your addiction. You didn't know the effects of abuse. Mm -hmm. Because you're looking at it as a way of survival. Yeah. So now once we tell you to put... You can't the, blame yourself, but you are responsible. Right. You have to come, you know... The Bible talks about forgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what I know. This is what was taught to me. Mm -hmm. This is how I thought most guys would say, this is the way I thought it was supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. And again, you brought up a good point about society. Society says, no, 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 no. Look how they betray men. You know, look what happens if you're not, quote, successful. Mm -hmm. You know, God says be content. You got guys out here using an excuse, man, I work 30, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours. I provide. I have a right to drink. I have a right to get mad. <laughs> These are my given rights because mm -hmm. I make all the money. And this is their belief, fueled by society. Okay? Because if you're not successful, you don't have a cool car, uh, you don't have the biggest house, you're nobody. Mm -hmm. As a man. Then people say, oh, I'm a failure, I might as well just go drink, I might as well go just beat my wife, I might, I might as well just give up. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says, be content. You know, mm -hmm. you know, God promises things. He didn't promise you get a mansion or anything. He says, "Hey, I'll provide, protect, and you know, you got my identity. That's that's it. Mm -hmm. Be happy in the small things." But again, society says, "Oh no, you can't be happy in the small things." You know, you you, no, you're a failure. You know, <coughs> yeah, that. 
that's something that obviously we all need to get over. But it's it. It's tough. It's tough because then you you have to say, hmm, what will become of me if I give up these things? What will I be? Who's gonna? We don't me? know. There it is. We don't know, and because these things that we do no matter what it is whether it's positive or negative the things that you've been doing reminds you of who you are and it makes you feel comfortable mm -hmm. and so it, it, and when I was reading this book um, like when I first talked to women I'm like why do the women go back like that makes no sense like why would you continue to... but also when I'm when I'm reading this book mm -hmm. and I learned that what what happened to you as a child what, what what's been happening to you for your whole life even if it's known to be negative like if you know that this dude is talking to you in a disrespectful manner mm -hmm. and it's but you, you know. it's been it's all you know it it reminds you of who you are like this is who i am like when somebody talks to me like this it reminds me of my dad it reminds me of my uncles mm -hmm. this is how they talk to me and even though i know it's kind of mean and it's kind of harsh i feel comfortable now when some guy talks to me all nice oh i need i need somebody rough around the edges mm -hmm. i need you know i throw me around a little bit let me know that you love me i'm like what kind of but and you gotta and look that's at all it. it's almost like it's normal it's, it's normal and you gotta look at it as as guys you know who says part of the problem is for guys we were never ex instilled or to express or to feel emotions Big boys don't cry. Okay. So guys are 90% sexual and 10% emotional. Women are 90% emotional and 10% uh, physical, mm -hmm. sexual. Mm -hmm. But nobody tells, hey, I, 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 tells a guy, man, the emotions are okay. Mm -hmm. You know? I can remember a lot of times I was sent back out. I got beat up, come home crying, and I'm sent back out to go find a guy and beat his butt. And I'm saying, hold on. <laughs> I'm bleeding, I'm cut up, and I got to go back out and find this guy? Mm -hmm. Now, what difference would it have made if my dad said, okay, yeah, he looks like you got beat up a little bit, you know, and it probably hurts. That empathy, that compassion, mm -hmm. you know. You know, I can remember my mom yelling, don't send that boy back out there. He's going to get killed. The little guy. Mm -hmm. I remember those things, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I remember my first, well, back in the days, because like I said, I'm 60, my first butt beating mm -hmm. that my mom had to rush in and said, you're going to kill him mm -hmm. if you don't stop. Me acting up in school, dad says, oh, we're not going to have this. Mm -hmm. That beating lasted me all the way to college as far as I knew what school was about. I knew how to act. And anything less than uh, a B, I was going to get it. Mm -hmm. Through high school, never an F. I got my first F. In college okay 
my dad passed, but I had to deal with my mom, and I am, I was 21, fearful of how to tell my mom I got an F. Mm-hmm. Where did that stem from? You know? That trauma. Right. So a lot of things that are driving guys are childhood traumas mm-hmm. where the age of development has stopped and now we're into survival. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what to do now. I know, man. I can't hang with you anymore, man. I'm sorry. I got to get this school thing down. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through what I went through. You know, at 60, I can still remember the whole thing. But I have let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, most of my sports career was driven, or anything I was in was driven by what I felt my mom had abandoned me. Okay, when my dad died, he died young um, from the military. Mom was a military wife, so back in the days, she wasn't working. So she says, I got three mouths to feed. Mm. What do I got to do? I got to go to work. Well, I don't like my job. I got to go to school. So she went to college. Well, I want to get some more money because, you know, these kids are getting expensive. And then not only got her BA, but got her master's. As a kid, I'm looking at it as, hold on, she has abandoned me. She has left me. So I became a perfectionist by the mere fact of trying to win her love. Mm -hmm. Okay? My mindset, if I perceived a failure coming up or I wasn't going to do as well, I quit. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want her, I didn't want to lose her love. Mm. So this is a kid thinking now. Mm-hmm. I'm missing a basic need, but I don't know the backstory. The backstory is she's doing what she had to do to raise three kids. Mm-hmm. I don't see the backstory. I have a need that is not being th- that is not being met. Okay, so if you take that into a guy. Who's, who's in a domestic situation, he has a need that's not being met from his childhood that he's placing on his partner, wife, or significant other. Mm-hmm. Instead of addressing the need. Mm-hmm. Okay? I feel unloved. I was abandoned. I was disrespected. <coughs> whatever. You know? Yeah. So everything, that book sounds... I gotta get I gotta check it because I'm always trying to learn but yeah those things lead to guys where they're at mm-hmm. especially if they grew up in a domestic violence home so you figure any guy my age they might have the typical dad that went to work came home here's your beer here's your paper don't bother dad mm-hmm if you bother dad, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? Dad was too tired to mix with the family. You know, weekends were, you know, maybe family time. You know, so all of these things you take and say, 
But look, my dad came home from work. He sat on the couch and he was served like a, you know, like a king. Mm-hmm. That's what I expect of you. You see, so it is. You're right. It is. Everything comes out of the childhood, which then society pours in their thing. And now we have this product that is like, okay, as Maslow says, self first. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. Survival of the fittest. And I'm going to get you before you get me. Man. So, so I want to eventually get into um, how you run the group. Okay. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few other things I want to touch on about the 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 success rate, mm-hmm. how that can be accelerated or improved upon, and uh, just certain things that you guys do. So in, the guys, the, group. the guys come for ninety minutes, okay. But I want to save that until next time. Okay. We're about two hours in. We are. I re- yeah. I want. To, yeah. I know. Whoa. I know. Cool. I really want to unpack that part of it, the group part. Okay. Um, and I already I got some questions forming, so I'm gonna write down all my thoughts. Yeah. And I know you're gonna have a, you know, some good content for that. So we're uh, gonna break. We're gonna break right here. Hey, we're it's break been, right here. You know, it's it's been it's been enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I. You know, this is as we talk about ministry. This is my ministry to see guys get well, man. It's, right. it's just um, to look at it and say, I can be a man and I can separate. You know, like Romans says, uh, be in the world but not of the world, you know. Yeah. Um, th- there's a different path. And if we take that path as Jesus took, we'd be stellar. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No doubt, yeah. So... Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and make a, a clean break right here. Um, I'll probably break this up. This is like this is two episodes right here. <laughs> so yeah, we, we made it happen. This is good. So um, appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. This is the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. We will catch y'all next week. Grace and peace. Good news, I'm evidence. I gave you the truest me, my truest speech, true and deep from the. Loosest leaves of my loose leaf, my flaws and all, see? I'm fragile, but by grace I am choosing peace over losing sleep, and I must say these sandals fit quite nicely over these pre-release. Nike sacks, Birkenstocks, oh, what a faux pas.